Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One of the great things about this sport and the people involved in it is if you ever need any help or some alternative insight or a a podcast guest or whatever it is you need, people are pretty accommodating and uh, it's a great thing about this sport. It's, it's very open and, and people like to help each other out. And a great illustration of that is uh, joining me right now via the magic of Skype is uh, Canada's foremost MMA analyst, the face of the Fight Network, and one of the few people in the MMA media who actually went out and said with conviction that Holly Holm would beat Ronda Rousey. Mr. Robin Black. Robin, how are you, sir? I'm good, man. Good hanging with you. First off, let's get a little bit about you, because obviously, you know, uh, anyone who follows the sport online on on Twitter in particular will will almost certainly be aware of your work as it stands right now. But you've taken a very interesting path to get to where you are. You used to be uh, used to be in the world of glam rock music back in the day, and you've sort of moved your way across into MMA MMA media. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, you know. Playing music was something I loved doing, and I still love music. And when I'm not breaking down fights and, and analyzing stuff and pulling my breakdowns together, the way that I kind of relax my brain is listen to music a lot. So it's still something I love, but fighting is my thing. Like, fighting is what I've always sort of – the martial arts, like that – the, the actual physical martial arts, the way people move, what it does for you. You know, when I was a kid, I started studying Taekwondo as a kid, and it kind of changed my life. And so it's always been my, my favorite thing. And then even just in combat, what happens between two individuals and, and the push and the pull and the, and the leading and the following and the conning and the physicality and all the things that happen in fighting has just always been my, my, the thing I'm most interested in. So in my mid-30s, I just decided that's what I was going to do all the time. I was going to go and, and study fighting always. And, and um, one of the important ways I, I thought I better, if there was a guy who wore eye makeup and nail polish and sung in a grand rock band and he wanted to do this, I'd better at least fight uh, or nobody's going to give me any opportunity to, to do it. And uh, I loved fighting. I love the challenge of it. I'm not a natural athlete or a natural fighter, but I loved going in and trying to solve the problems. And, and studying and training and, and immersing myself in fighting uh, led me to understand it in a way that I can now, I follow my curiosity as deep as I can go on fights and fighters and matchups and everything. And my job is just to find cool things about it and then tell people about it, share it, so that other people see how cool martial arts are. It's great. You're now part of Fight Network's UFC coverage over there in Canada. What's the what's the landscape looking like over there right now? It was maybe maybe two years ago, maybe a bit longer than that. Canada was the place for for mixed martial arts. It was it seemed to be like the epicenter with when GSP was in his pomp, and he had that huge event at the Rogers Center. And uh, it seems to have sort of dried up a little bit since then, since GSP sort of taken a step back from the sport. How how's the appetite for the sport over there in Canada, and um, the general the general perception and, and growth of the sport over there? I think, and then something Dana White has talked about, and he's right about, I agree with him, is, you know, people are interested in fighting, and I think there's a lot of, there's a million different things in the world you can do now. There's 400 new series, seasons of 
of uh, fiction drama that were created for television. There's 400 totally different television shows. There's every sport ever. There's every song ever. There's every movie ever made. You can access all of that stuff. So in a crowded landscape, every billion-dollar video games, things that people can't even understand. So to to go and get people to watch fighting in that context of, you know, in human history, we've never had more entertainment available to us at all times, uh, is is something that you can do because people can see that fighting is something very special. But it's done in a bigger way when you have a big star. And George was a big star. So Canada became a bigger deal. You know, people loved fighting, but they also had one of their own guys. And so he kind of fed the appetite for fighting even more. That's what's going on in Ireland right now. You know, Connor, I mean, you talk to an Irish person that I've never met, and they find out I um, I work in the fight business. That's all I want to talk about. It's Connor McGregor. Um, in, so after George left, Rory's a star, you know, in his own right. He's a brilliant, brilliant fighter. He's one of my favorites. Um, but I don't know that there's anyone that will fill that space that George uh, had. So I think we have a kind of a smaller consumption of fighting, but I think because, because of George, uh, people get fighting a lot more. They understand it. I think, you know, there's certain areas of the world where I would tell somebody what I do for a living, that I sit around and watch fights and tell people about them, and they would think that was kind of low end. Uh, in Canada, that's not really the case. People think of fighting as a legitimate sport, for sure. Excellent. And it's interesting you mentioned Rory. Um, don't be surprised if you see him uh, headlining in London in February. I've got a sneaking suspicion we might see him on top of that fight card. Um, uh, cause I know he's, he's down to, I think he's down to fight Hector Lombard, but they haven't, they haven't assigned him to an event yet. So, uh, I've got a sneaking suspicion. We might see him, we might see him added to that London fight card, which would be excellent. Cause, uh, the Irish fans, um, just who obviously just across the sea from us, they absolutely love Rory when, when he yeah. was over there doing the Q and a over there in Dublin, uh, yeah. a few weeks back. So, uh, that'll be interesting to see if that happens. Um, but back to back to sort of uh, the here and now. We've got uh, we've got a huge week of fights coming up in uh, in, in Las Vegas, and uh, as, as someone working in the media, it's going to be it's going to be crazy. I'm flying over on Monday, and I've I've looked at the I've looked at the itinerary, and it starts at about ten o'clock on Tuesday, and it doesn't finish yeah. really until about yeah. midnight on the Saturday after the after one nine four, and then I fly home on Sunday. So um, yeah, same with me. It's going to be crazy. I'll be buying you a pint at the MGM at some point, my friend. Excellent, excellent. I like I like the sound of that a lot. Um, it's going to be it's it's going to be a crazy week, but um, and and so many fights to try and digest. Obviously, we've got um, you know, the one everyone's talking about is Jose Aldo versus Conor McGregor, and unless you've changed your view on this, I think I think we might be in agreement on uh, on on how this one might pan out. I think Conor has got the tools to win this fight. Um. But I mean, how do you see this? I think it, I think it's a really intriguing matchup of styles, as much as anything. Yeah, it really is. I just finished my breakdown. I don't know; it's a hundred percent finished because I, I do them for the UFC now. So I submit them to the UFC. I wait for Dana to watch it, and then he says if there's anything they need changed as far as length or structure or anything like that. They never tells me what to do or how to break it down, which is awesome. They just say go do your thing. But there may be something still. But if not, it'll be out maybe today or tomorrow. Um, but the act of going and really digging into a breakdown for me is really cool. And I, I had been watching Connor along this path and his skills are amazing. His ability to control distance and drill you with that left hand, trick you into going into the left hand is all those things. His movement is slick movement. All of it is very special, but it's his mind that seems to be a big weapon. And along the path, he started you know, psychically assaulting Jose Aldo 
And I, I saw that continue to build him up. He's got the range, south file spec. He's only the second south file, although spotted seven years. You know, power, size, almost a welterweight, and the, the mental stuff. I just felt like this is his time. But going to the breakdown, uh, you go, I went back and watched every moment of Jose Aldo's WEC and UFC career. And you re really do remember how special and great he is. And so that brought me a little bit back from, oh, man, Connor's going to walk in there, and this thing is a round and a half, two rounds, and he's going to take him out of there. It brought me back a bit because I realized, you know, you can't forget how special Aldo is. But then I kept viewing it in that context, and I still believe that, that McGregor is going to be able to finish him. I think he has too many tools. And the, when, when you mentioned uh, that uh, I saw Holly uh, beating Ronda, part of the issue was I saw that Holly had the tools to beat Ronda. But she's Ronda, and uh, there's a myth. You have to fight the myth. You have to fight this power and this aura and all this other stuff, and the, and Ronda's self-belief. That's a powerful thing. But the weigh-ins, I saw that that was undermined and that she was not her normal 10 out of 10 mentally, and that's when I figured that was going to happen. And I, feel, I the feeling is that Aldo is not either. And I, I felt McGregor could win this fight, but I feel like Aldo physically may or may, or may not be 100%. He's had to get work done on his neck and spine and stuff just to get him, just to be able to do a training camp for his last few fights. And, you know, there's changes in what things you can use to recover and what things you can use to cut weight with the new advanced testing that some can affect some guys, older guys. Aldo's not physically old, or not, you know, chronologically older, but he's physically a little older. I just feel like all of those things together will, you know, even push it further Conor McGregor's way and we'll see him win it. But, I reserve the right to be looking at Aldo on the scales on Friday night. And if he looks in the physical best shape of his life, uh, I may be a little bit dissuaded, but I feel like McGregor's going to win. I think it's interesting. Do you think, and I, I tend to think we're, because we've had to wait since July, um, I think uh, McGregor almost seemed to have Aldo beaten mentally going into July. And then obviously yeah. the fight didn't happen. I think that element maybe is diminished now. But of, but offsetting that, we also know as, um, that, that Connor went into that fight weekend with basically only, only one healthy leg. Uh, he's, I, th I think it was his right knee was in, yeah. was in tatters. And I think he's had all, he's had all the uh, reconstruction work done on it. Um, and uh, he's, now, he's now in much better physical condition. So hopefully, at least, at least this is my hope, we're going to see a better Aldo now than we would have seen in, in July. And we'll see a fitter better, sharper Conor McGregor this time around. So fingers crossed. I think what we'll see now is better than what we would have seen had the fight taken place in the summer. I think you're right. I, I think if the physical issues, if, yeah, I mean, there's other ones here. Oh, cool. My knee is fixed, but I got a neck problem. Like they don't, you don't ever hear all the stories until the end, but I think you're right. Physically, that seems like the case. Mentally, I think you take away from uh, McGregor raised the heat up so high mentally that yes, it did get a chance to cool down a little bit. But the second you put those guys in the same building together, that is going to come back into play. That's going to be really interesting to see. And I think just technically a really fascinating aspect. Although really his whole game is rooted in simplicity. And I mean that in the best possible ways in the way that, that Bruce Lee used to say, you don't, you know, what, what's better, teach a guy a thousand moves and have him practice them once or teach a guy one move and have him practice them a thousand times. And in that sense, Aldo is about simplicity, the left hook, right low kick, and just really clean fundamentals. And he's so good at it. And there's a lot of belief that that is the way to beat complexity. 
you, which is McGregor, different angles, different setups, different ways, different ranges. It's a, it's a very complex game that he plays. And in theory, the answer to that is simplicity. The answer to that is advanced basics. The answer to that is fundamentals. So, so at least on paper, all those the right kind of guy to beat McGregor. But all of the, I, I, you and I could talk about this fight, and we probably will in the, in the MGM bar, uh, for hours, because there's hundreds of, of aspects to it. It's very, very, uh, complete. There's a million different things to it, which is why in the end, you know, it, predicting is a, a bit of a crazy thing. You're, there's no way to be 100% right, because even if you're right about all the, um, all the aspects. If somebody has a mental letdown for 10 seconds, fights end. So, you know, leaning towards McGregor, saying you think McGregor can win, I'm willing to say that. But saying he will win, <laughs> I, can't, I cannot say that. No, absolutely. It's, it's too close to call. It's almost, it's almost a coin flip. It's, it's a fascinating matchup. Um, as is the co-main event. I was talking to someone about this the other day, and um, I think on paper, this might just be the most well well-matched UFC Championship fight you could make in any weight division right now. Uh, Chris Weidman versus Luke Rockhold. No, it's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. I mean, we were just talking about Rory McDonald, and Rory and Robbie's fight obviously was um, was a fight of ever. <laughs> like it was one of those insane fights. This could be that kind of fight. Um, the reason Robbie and Rory was so special is because two people could not be discouraged, could not be psychologically discouraged from trying to go forward no matter how much they were hurt. Somebody had to be physically stopped. And I think this is that kind of fight too. I think Weidman believes he can crack Rockhold, and I'm not one to doubt him. He is proven to be mentally and physically and, and intellectually as strong as any fighter. The Rockhold is a real challenge, man. He's a, he's a you know, uh, the ghost of Charles Darwin looks at him with that knowing smile, like this is a, this is one of the highest evolved versions of, of these people that we have. So it's a great fight. 